No, well, I don't know much about it either way. All I know is that he's dead. When did he die? Well, last night, I believe. (laughs) What was the matter with him? I thought he'd never die. So did he, I suspect. Then what's he done with his money? Well, I haven't heard. Left it to his company, perhaps. Hasn't left it to me, that's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's likely to be a cheap funeral. Upon my life, I don't know if anybody will go to it. Suppose we made up a party and volunteer. Well, I suppose we could... When I come to think of it, I'm not at all sure that I wasn't his best friend. (laughs) For we used to stop and speak whenever we met. Mm. Look, I don't mind going if lunch is provided, but I must be fed if I'm going to take the time. I know those gentlemen. They're men of business. But I don't understand. Who are they talking about? Jacob died years ago. Odd. Someone is standing in my spot under the clock. Why do you look at me so, Spirit? What am I to learn from this? What is this foul place? Um, Come in, come in. Oh, there are three of you. Hello there, Joe. Joseph. Look here, old Joe. What's the chance of the cleaning lady, the laundress and the undertaker showing up at the same time without meaning to? <laughs> what odds, Mrs. Dilbury? <laughs> and you couldn't have come to a better place. You are no strangers to Joe's pawn shop. So come into the parlour while I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> come into the parlour, eh? <laughs> well, who shall go first? Well, let's not be afraid. We're not going to pick holes in each other's coats. No, I should hope not. Every person has a right to take care of themselves. He always did. That's true indeed. No man more. Very well, then. That's enough. Who's the worst for the loss of a few things like these? <laughs> not a dead man, I suppose. <laughs> no, indeed. If he wanted to keep them after he was dead, the wicked old screw, why didn't he marry and have a family? Then he'd have had somebody to look after him when he was struck with death, instead of lying, gasping out his last there, alone, by himself. It's the truest word that ever was spoke. It's a judgment on him. I wish it was a little heavier judgment. And it would have been if I could have laid my hands on anything else. (laughs) Open, open that bundle, Joe. Let me know the value of it. Now, speak out plain. I'm not afraid to be the first. We knew we'd help ourselves to whatever he had. It's no sin. Now, open, open my bundle, Joe. I'll go first, just to show we have trust in one another. Go on, then. Now, watch, fob, pencil case... Sleeve buttons, oh, and a brooch. Yes. Well, I'll give you eight shillings for the lot. Hey? Well, that's your account, and I oh. wouldn't give you another sixpence, not if I was to be boiled alive for not doing it. Yeah. Who's next? I'll go. Here you are. Let's see. Sheets, towels, silver teaspoons, pair of sugar tongs, new boots, assorted... Seventeen and six. Joe! Yeah, when I always give too much to the ladies, it's a weakness of mine. That's the way I ruin myself. But Joe! Yeah, that's your account. If you asked me for another penny and made it an open question, I'd repent of being so liberal and knock off half a crown. Hmm. And now, undo my bundle, Joe. Now, what have we here? Bed curtains. 
Aye. Bed curtains. You don't mean to say you took them down, rings and all, with him a-lying there? Yes, I do. Why not? <laughs> you were born to make your fortune, Mum, and you will certainly do it. <laughs> I shan't hold my hand back when I can reach it out and get anything like these. Not for the sake of such a man as he was. Now, you mind those blankets? His blankets? Who's else, do you think? He isn't likely to take cold without them, I dare say. <laughs> I hope he didn't die of anything catchy. Don't you be afraid of that. I wasn't so fond of his company that I'd loiter about him if he did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and you right. may look through yeah. that shirt till your eyes ache. You won't find a hole in it. It's the best he had, and a fine one, too. Yeah, yeah. They'd have wasted it if it hadn't been for me. And what do you mean by wasting it? They'd have buried him in it. Oh, this this is the end of it. He frightened everyone away from him when he was alive to profit us when he was dead. (laughs) Spirit, this is a horror, an outrage. I know those two women, they're in my employ. But what have they to do with... Oh, I see. I see. The case of this unhappy man of whom they speak might be my own. My life tends that way now, and I... Merciful heaven, spirits, what's this? Oh, help me, spirit, for it's dark, but I... I see... Yes, I see it. Something under the sheet. See to it, Ebenezer Scrooge. It's a dead body. But why have you brought me to see it? Why? Lift the sheet, Scrooge. No. Oh, need I look upon this poor man to learn my lesson? I understand, you spirit. This is the man of whom they spoke. I see that it must... It must be cold and lifeless there. Lift the sheet, Scrooge. I cannot do it. No, Spirit, this is a fearful place. In leaving it, I shall not leave its lesson, trust me. Let us go. Lift the sheet, Scrooge. Look upon the man. I I will. I will look upon the man, Spirit. But I beseech you... Let me first see if there's any person in this town who feels emotion caused by this man's death. Will you show it to me? Then perhaps I may look upon this pitiable corpse with true understanding. Please, please, spirit, I beseech you. Your father will be home soon and... Oh! Hello, my dear. Is it good or bad? Bad, I'm afraid. We are quite ruined. No, there is hope yet, Caroline. If he relents, there is. Nothing is past hope if such a miracle has happened. He is past relenting. He is dead. Oh, John, tell me everything. I went to see him, as you know, to obtain a week's delay on the repayment of our loan. The half-drunken cleaning woman would not let me in, saying he was not well. I was convinced his illness was a mere excuse not to see me, so I insisted. However, 
It turns out she was telling the truth. He was not only very ill, but dying even then. But to whom will our debt be transferred? I don't know, but before then, we shall be ready with the money. His death has given us the time we need, and I cannot believe his successor will be as merciless as he was. We may sleep tonight with light hearts, Caroline. May God forgive me for rejoicing at the passing of any creature. But I thank him, John. I thank him. Pleasure? Is that the only emotion you can show me over that man's death? Is there no tenderness? Is there no pity? Is the future so bleak that a, a man dies and no one feels sorrow? Spirit, assure my heart that the future is not filled with people so unsympathetic and cold. Show me tenderness, I beg you. Cratchit! I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. I know this from house. Cometh my it's help. Bob Cratchit's. My help cometh even from the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, and he that keepeth thee will not sleep. Shall I stop reading, Mother? Oh, Peter, I'm sorry. It's it's the sewing. The the black colour hurts my eyes. I, it makes them weak by candlelight, and I I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he comes home, not for the world. It must be near his time. Past it, rather. But I think he has walked a little slower than he used these few last evenings. I've known him. I have known him walk very fast, with Tiny Tim upon his shoulder. Very fast indeed. Oh, and so have I. Often. And so have I. Yeah, often. But he was very light to carry, and his father loved him so that it was no trouble. No trouble. Oh, and there is your father at the door. Oh, good evening. Oh, good evening oh, I see you're all here. And by the fire... What a blaze it is. I'll make some tea. Oh, my dear. Oh, you've made such progress. Your industry and speed are to be commended. Why, you'll be done long before... before Sunday. Sunday. You went today, then, Robert, to where his little grave will be? Yes, yes, my dear, I did. I, I wish you could have gone. It would have done you good to see how green a place it is. But you'll see it often. I promised him that I'd walk there off a Sunday. Oh, my little, little child. My, my darling Tim. Oh, Robert. It's all right. Oh, my dear. I reckon something to it. I truly am. Come on, come on. Now we mustn't be down. Why, no. it reminds me of, of today when, when I received a most extraordinary kindness from Mr Scrooge's nephew, who I, I'd scarcely seen, oh, but once or twice at the office. He observed that I looked a little down and inquired what had happened to distress me, on which, for he's the pleasantest spoken gentleman you ever heard, I told him about our Tim. I'm heartily sorry for it, Mr Cratchit, he said, and heartily sorry for your good wife. How kind. And then he went on to say that if he could be of service in any way, to call on him at his own. And he'd give me his card. Pray come to me, he said. 
Now, it wasn't for the sake of anything he might be able to do for us, so much as for his kind way that this was so thoughtful. It really seemed as if he'd known our tiny Tim and felt with us in our loss. I'm sure he's a good soul. Mm. You'd be sure of it if you met him, my dear. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he found Peter a better situation. You hear that, Peter? And then Peter will court a girl and set himself up like a proper gentleman. <laughs> Get on with you, Belinda. <laughs> There's plenty of time for that, my dear. It's just as likely as not one of these days. <laughs> but however and whenever we part from one another, I'm sure we shall none of us forget poor tiny Tim. Shall we? All this first parting that there was amongst us. Never, Father. And I know, my dears, that when we recollect how patient and how mild he was, although he was a little, little child, we shall not quarrel amongst ourselves and, and forget poor tiny Tim in doing it. No, never, Father. Never. Then I can be very happy. Very, very, very happy indeed. Spectre, I see now the tenderness in this family for their poor dead child. But I still see none for the man lying dead and alone. I am of a stronger constitution now. Tell me who it was. Again, I beseech you, spirit. Oh! Where are we? Spirit, you convey me to different places, but but are they also different times? Are your choices random? Why have I not seen myself as I will be in the future? Are you... Wait, this court. This is where my place of occupation is, and has been for a great length of time. At last, let me behold what I will be in days to come. Come, Ebenezer Scrooge. No, spirit, my office is here, and my house is yonder. Why do you point away? I want to look in my window. What am I here? I'm confused. This looks like my office. I'm certain it is, but, but the furniture's not mine, and, and that's not me at the desk. I must be at my house. Screw. Point away, spirit. My house is in this direction. Follow me. Spirit, do you not understand? What could you wish me to see here? I do not know this place. In the churchyard. I know this churchyard, yes. I've walked past it on many days. But what business do we have here? Look upon the gravestone. The gravestone? But, but, but why? Ah, is this the final resting place of the man lying dead? You want me to see his name that I might learn from his example? Is it someone I know? Is it someone to whom I might speak as Jacob Marley spoke to me? Perhaps it is... 
You just... Visit, I, I fear that I see new meaning in your solemn shape. I have been blind, yes, and now I believe I understand why I have not seen myself. Or have I? Spirit, say that the man lying dead, alone in that room, say that it wasn't... Ebenezer Scrooge. Before I draw nearer, before I see the name on that stone, answer me one question. Are these the shadows of the things that will be? Or are they the shadows of the things that may be only... Ebenezer Scrooge. Men's courses foreshadow certain ends to which, if persevering, they must leave. Yes, I know, I understand. But if the courses be departed from, the ends will change. Look upon the stars. Yes, I will look. I can bear it no longer. Stand aside and let me see it. No, spirit, no, no, no. Say I am not dead. Spirit, say I am not dead. Why show me the name on that stone if I cannot be changed? Why show me anything at all? If the shadows of the future cannot be altered, they must be altered. They can be changed. Spirit, hear me. I'm not the man I was. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Oh, spirit, tell me I may sponge away the writing on that stone. Tell me, spirit! <laughs> what? What? Uh, what is it? Where am I? My bed. My blanket. The bed curtains are still here. They are not torn down. They're here. I am here. I'm not dead. I'm alive. It's true. It's true. The shadows of the things that would have been may be dispelled. (laughs) They will be. They will be. Oh, Jacob Marley, do you hear me? Oh, heaven be praised for this. I say it on my knees, old Jacob, on my knees. I will honour Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, present and future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons they teach. I do seek in my heart the babe born in Bethlehem. And repent. I repent. (laughs) Do you hear me? I repent. (laughs) What? Uh, Who is it? Cleaning lady with your breakfast, sir. Is it my breakfast? It's not possible. (laughs) Morning, sir. Is it you, Mrs. Dilber? Is it really you? Sir? This is amazing. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what day it is. Day, sir? It's Christmas Day. Christmas Day? It's Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. I don't understand you, sir. I'm delirious, Mrs. Dilber. 
I'm as light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel, as merry as a, a schoolboy. <laughs> a merry Christmas to everyone. Hey, can you hear me? Mr. Scrooge! <laughs> oh, look, look. There's the chair where I ate my gruel. And the door by which the ghost of Jacob Marley entered. <laughs> and there's the corner where the ghost of Christmas present sat. Oh, it, it's all right. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it all happened. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know how long I was with the spirits. Was it one night I'd... I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I'm like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I am a baby. Dance with me, Mrs. Dilber. What? Have you lost your mind? Yes, completely. Let's dance. Don't you lay a hand on me, Mr. Scrooge, or I'll be forced to call for the police. Yes, yes, call the police, Mrs. Dilber. Call the entire world. <laughs> I think I'll be going there. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, stay. Stay, stay and talk to me. Under the circumstances, I don't what think... What are the circumstances, Mrs. Dilber? Tell me about your circumstances. How much am I paying you? What? Uh, four shillings a week. Four shillings? It is now raised to ten. Ten? Oh, he has lost his mind. Stay right where you are while I fetch a doctor. No, no, no I, don't, I don't need a doctor. Or an undertaker. I need only for you to go and enjoy your Christmas. Here, here, here. Here's a little something with which to help you. Half a crown? Yes. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Dilber. Mr. Scrooge. Yes. Now go. Go. Yes, sir. And a happy new year. If it ain't inappropriate to say so. Yes, Happy New Year. <laughs> It'll be a happy new year indeed. Church bells. <laughs> oh, they're glorious, glorious. Oh, look. No fog, no mist. Oh, golden sunlight. Sweet, heavenly sky. Oh, and those bells. Those glorious bells. Oi! You, boy! What? Hello, my fine fella. Do you know the poulterers in the next street but one on the corner? Should I hope so. He's <laughs> an intelligent boy, a remarkable boy. Now, do you know whether they've sold the turkey that was hanging in the window? Not, not the prize turkey, the big one. What? The one as big as me? Yes, my buck. What a delightful boy. It's hanging there now. Is it? Now, I want you to go and buy it. Walker. No, 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 I'm in earnest. Go and buy it and get them to bring it here. I'll tell them where to deliver it. Come back with the man and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes... And I'll give you half a crown. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, it's a splendid boy. It was a pleasure to talk to him. 
I'll send the turkey to Bob Cratchit's. He won't know who sent it, and he'll never guess. <laughs> it's twice the size of Tiny Tim. It'll be impossible for them to carry it all the way to Camden Town. <laughs> I'll have it transported in a cab. Yes, they must have a cab. Go and shave and get dressed for church. The day's wasting away, and I will not have wasted days ever again. a large turkey. Is it really ours? Robert? Wait a minute. It's addressed to us. There's no mistake about that. But the note is unsigned. Then then, then who on earth could have sent it? I can't imagine. I think I know. Oh? Mr Scrooge. (laughs) Oh, my dear Tim, whatever would make you think that he'd send a turkey to us? Why would he do it? Because it's Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Vicar, for those inspiring words. Oh, yes. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I do beg your pardon. Mr. Scrooge. Is it you? Yes, that is my name. Though I fear it may not be a pleasant one to you. After our encounter at my place of business yesterday, I hope you succeeded in raising the funds for the poor as you'd hoped. To be quite honest, Mr Scrooge, we did not. Then allow me to beg your pardon and to ask you if you would have the goodness to take on my behalf uh, the sum of... uh, Lord bless me! My dear Mr Scrooge, are you serious? If you please, and not a farthing less. (laughs) (laughs) A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. Will you do me that favour? Oh, my dear sir, I don't know what to say to such a generous... No, no, don't don't say anything, please. Come and see me at my place of business. Will you come and see me? We will. Thank you. I'm much obliged to you. I thank you 50 times... Bless you. Bless you. Happy Christmas to you, sir. Yes, sir? Is your master at home, my dear? Yes, sir. He's in the parlour, sir, along with the mistress. I'll show you, if you please. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll go myself. Through those doors, sir. Thank you. Delightful girl. Go on, then. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Fred? Look, Fred. Why, bless my soul. Uncle Ebenezer. Yes, Fred. I've decided to accept your kind invitation to dinner. Will you allow me to come in? Well, yes. Yes, come in. Do you see who it is, Alice? This is my uncle. Yes. Yes, I see. Alice, my dear, you've made my nephew so very, very happy, which is more than I've ever done. Can you forgive an old fool for having no eyes to see or ears to hear? 
and for the lost years and affection which he now hopes to make up in the years to come. Oh, yes, dear Uncle. Yes. Bless you for asking. <sighs> well, do come in and make yourself at home, Uncle. Join us for dinner. And then we'll have the most wonderful party and games and happiness. God bless you, my dear nephew. God bless you both. Oh, oh Uncle. Uncle, come and sit down. Come and sit by the fire. It might be enough to say that Ebenezer Scrooge did make himself at home and enjoyed his nephew's Christmas party as he had enjoyed no party before it. We might end our story there. But we can't, for Scrooge awakened very early the next morning to arrive at the office first thing. It was his intention to catch Bob Cratchit coming in late. That was the thing he had set his heart upon, and he did. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. He was, in fact, a full eighteen minutes and a half behind his time. Bob's hat was off even before he opened the door, his scarf as well. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello there, Mr Cratchit. What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I'm very sorry, sir. I I am behind my time. You are, yes. I think you are. Step this way, if you please. It's only once a year, sir. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. I'm sure you were. Now, I'll tell you what, my friend. I'm not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. I'm very sorry, Mr. Scrooge. And therefore, I'm about to raise your salary. (laughs) But, 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 sir... Sir? A Merry Christmas, Bob! How many a Christmas, my good fellow, than I've given you for many a year. In any year, I dare say. Mr Scrooge, are you quite yourself, sir? No, I'm not, thank God. Nor will I ever be again. I'm going to raise your salary, Bob, and endeavour to assist you with your struggling family. Oh, thank you, sir. We will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a hot bowl of punch. Eh, Bob? Yes, Mr. Scrooge. (laughs) Now, you make up the fires and go out and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another I, Bob Cratchit. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Scrooge. Right, sir. (laughs) Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a Christian, as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well the entire year round if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that truly be said of us all. And so, as Tiny Tim observed... God bless us, everyone. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol 
was not only an instant and enduring bestseller, and helped to effect substantial changes in Britain's child labour laws, but single-handedly revived the celebration of Christmas wherever it was read. Scrooge, Tiny Tim, Bob Cratchit, Old Fezziwig, and the book's cast of memorable characters became so much a part of Christmas tradition that even for us it's difficult to imagine the season without them. But more important, A Christmas Carol brings with it the timeless message of redemption found in the child born in a poor Bethlehem manger. Only in him, Dickens said, can we hope to see our hearts and our world changed. In 1870, after the newspapers reported Dickens' death, the story goes that a little girl in Drury Lane asked, Dickens dead? Then will Father Christmas die too? Such was the impact Charles Dickens had on the world with his little Christmas carol. I'm David Suchet for Focus on the Family Radio Theatre. Thank you for listening. Focus on the Family Radio Theatre is a production of Focus on the Family. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol was adapted for radio and directed by Paul McCusker. Sound was recorded and designed by Dave Arnold. Original music by James Gabriel and John Campbell. Our cast included Tenniel Evans as Ebenezer Scrooge and the multiple voice talents of Timothy Bateson, Robert Benfield, Richard Brightiff, Justin Butcher, Jane Gambier, Katie Glassborough, Peter Goodright, Michael Hockey, Catherine Keldren, Polly March, Tom Mount, Myra Sands, Philip Sherlock, Mervyn Stutter, Richard Sims and Matthew Point. Matthew Point.